discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything He is. That is why He told Abraham, He said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave Himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God Himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. Father, thank you for your blessings. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for this opportunity we have to hear your word, to receive your word, to be blessed through your word. Thank you that your word comes with grace. Your Holy Spirit takes absolute control over every single word. Thank you for the spirit of understanding and wisdom that is working practically. We receive your word with meekness, with gladness, with great joy, and with faith, even in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, so I've been sharing with you on... Um, the work of a shepherd and on sunday i started teaching you on leadership and guidance as a as a major work that a shepherd does you know you you must be led every sheep if you agree that you're the sheep of the lost pasture then you must agree that no sheep by virtue of its nature can arrive at its destiny without guidance every sheep needs to be guided and led without that it's not going to work it says, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. With the rod of God and with the staff of God, you are guided and comforted and led where you are supposed to go. A cow trying to get to Accra from Kumasi on its own will not end up in Accra. First of all, it doesn't even know how to get there. It doesn't know how to get there. It's not going to work. You see, it will end up in someone's soup as teaching guy or something. And that's what happens to all children of God who try to um, function in life without the help of a shepherd. Everybody needs guidance and leadership. It's so important. Leadership and guidance. And last Sunday, I said a lot of things about um, this particular subject. Okay? You, can't, you can't exist on your own. Someone needs to take oversight over your life. Someone needs to take oversight of your life. And I, it's not, it's not, it's, no one is trying to control you. Or no one is trying to tell you what to do. It's just guidance, leadership and guidance. Leading you in the, the things of the Lord. Okay, and this evening I want to just mention some more along the same line. You know, um, in the next few minutes, we will not, will not be long today. I want us to go to Psalm 23. Once again, Psalm 23, verse, verse 1. The Bible says that the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Psalm 23, verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Because he's my shepherd, I will not want for anything. I will not lack anything. Now, how, how does he help you to not want anything? Listen, brothers and sisters, we are the flock of God. That is, this is scriptural. If we take shepherding out of the system, it's not going to work. A lot of Christians are not doing well and are not going where God wants them to go because they are not being shepherded. There's no shepherd. There's absolutely no shepherd around them. Okay? Or they are not submitting themselves for shepherding. 
to be shepherded, to be helped. If you read in Acts chapter 20, verse 28, Paul lets us know that we are the flock of God. It's in the Bible. It says, take heed therefore unto yourselves. He was talking to the shepherds. He had called all the shepherds, you know, and was having a meeting, a long meeting with them, showing them what to do. And at this point, he told them, take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over there, which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers. You see, he calls us the flock of God, the flock over there, which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers, to feed the church of God. Why? Because the church of God is the flock of God, which he has purchased with his own blood. You see, take it therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over the which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers. We are God's flock. And hence, we must be guided and we must be led. It is, it is the reality of the New Testament. You need to be guided. You need to be led. Okay? You need to be led and helped. The Holy Spirit leads us. But the same Holy Spirit anoints people to help lead us the way he wants us to be led. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. If you read in Psalm 23, verse 1, once again, it says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. How does this happen? How does a shepherd help you not want? The first thing is that he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. There are things your shepherd will make you do. The word make, okay, he maketh me to lie down. The word make means to compel. So we are talking about leadership Real leadership, not what we see in certain African countries. I'm talking about real leadership. You know, compelling everybody, pushing everybody, and driving everybody, everyone along a particular line. If you have a true shepherd, that, that shepherd is going to compel you to do certain things. He's going to drive you to do certain things. He maketh me. You may not want to do these things, but then you have to do them. And he will help you get them done because it is very, very important that these things are done in your life. When a child is born, a child, uh, you, you can have a child who, who is not eating. Okay, the child is not eating. But the fact that the child is not eating does not mean that you as the mother or as the adult should leave the child to do whatever he or she wants to do. That child is going to die right before your eyes or is going to develop a strange sickness right before your eyes because you are not, you are not making the child eat. You must make the child eat and you must, comp- you must, you must be patient in your compulsion to make the child eat. Some, some children can take one hour to eat a meal. Some can take two hours to eat a meal. But you must make them eat. No matter what's happening, they must eat. Of course, you don't force it down their throat. But there's, there's a difference between forcing people and compelling people. Okay? They are gentle entreaties. Okay? You compel them. You need to be, you need to be there. You need to do this. You need to do that. You compel them gradually to make them Comply. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So it's important. Things your shepherd will make you or compel you to do. The first one is that your shepherd will make you lie down in green pastures. Okay. And on Sunday, I started talking, I spoke about some of these things on Sunday, but I feel I should just make it even clearer for you. Okay. If you have a shepherd in your life, your shepherd will make you lie down in green pastures. What are the green pastures? The green pastures are the, is the word of God. Okay. So your shepherd will help you hear the word of God. He will help you watch the Word of God and he will help you keep the Word of God in your heart. Yes, These are the three things that um, your shepherd will make you do with respect to making you lie down in green pastures. He will help you hear the Word of God. It's important because in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20, the Bible says that, my son, give attention. Okay? Attend to my words. Yes. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20. 
My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ears unto my sayings. You see, attend to my words. Then he says, incline your ears unto my sayings. So a true shepherd will make you lie down in the green pastures of God's word. The green pasture. This is what every sheep needs. The problems of the sheep is dependent on what it is being fed. And I spoke about feeding a lot, the importance of feeding, what to feed at different levels. Because without feeding, without eating, you are not going to grow. We are all growing because we are eating. That's the main thing. We are breathing, we are walking, and all, but without food, I mean, your breath, your breath will cease with time. You may not be able to walk, you may not be able to do any of those things. So a shepherd, a true shepherd, must compel the sheep. Eh? Compel, gently lead the sheep. Do you see? Look at Isaiah chapter 40, verse, verse 10, into verse 11. Isaiah 40, 10. Behold, the Lord will come with strong hand, and his arm shall rule for him. Behold, the reward is with him, and his work before him. 11. He shall feed his flock like a shepherd. He shall gather the lambs with his arm, and carry them in his bosom, and shall gently lead those that are with young. You see, gently lead those that, that are with young. So this is gently compelling people into the word, into hearing the word into reading the word, studying the word, because you need to study the word. The Bible says that we should study to show ourselves approved. Workmen who are not ashamed, approved unto God. Study to show yourself approved unto God. So a, a true shepherd will give you books to read. Do you see? Study to show, this is 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15. Study to show yourself approved. And study what? Study the word of God. So can I was studying the word of God. Okay? Then if you read in chapter 3, verse 16, 2 Timothy 3, 16, Let's read 15, 2 Timothy 3, 15. It says, And that from a child, thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Do you see? The holy scriptures. You must know the holy scriptures. So you must, a true shepherd will lead you into knowing the scriptures. And you must allow yourself to be led. All these things, you, have, you the sheep, must allow themselves to be led, to be helped. If you don't allow yourself to be helped, we can't do anything about it. Do you see? You have to allow yourself to be led. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. How does he do it? He does it by helping you hear the word. Okay? So, if you're a true shepherd, you give assignments of what to hear. I've, I've always said it. Don't say, go, go to the podcast. What do you mean by go to the podcast? Give, give specific meals. You, see, you don't say, go to the restaurant and go and eat. There should be something that is on the menu. You can go to the restaurant and it's only Chinese food that is there. Or only uh, Ugandan food. And you are not used to Ugandan for you to be very difficult for you to eat. So it's very important that you lead. Shepherds lead. And sheep allow themselves to be led along the lines of what to hear at what time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hearing. Watching. You must watch the word. You see. You must watch the word. Go back to Proverbs chapter 4. We just read verse 20. We can read verse 21 now. Let them not, let not the word of God depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. You must not let it depart from your eyes. So you must keep watching the word. You must keep watching, watching preaching. And you must be led. I mean, a shepherd must lead strongly for his sheep to watch the word. To be watching. A means of watching is to be in services. You see, when you're in a service, you are watching the preacher preach. As he moves around, as he's talking, you are watching. And therefore, you are doing what the word of God says you should do. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Do you see? Watching messages. Reading the Bible. When you are reading the Bible, you are watching the Bible. 
what the effect you get when you are reading the Bible and studying it for yourself is different from the effect you get when you are watching a message or listening to a message. They are not the same. If you exchange them and if you don't balance yourself well, you will have a problem. There are those who listen to messages and don't read the Bible, so they don't know a lot of things. And they are not fed aright. You see, you must read your Bible and you must watch messages and listen to messages. Both are very important. But reading your Bible is even higher than watching anything or hearing anything. Because as you read your Bible, you are watching and you are hearing. If you are reading it yourself, you are hearing. And if you are looking at it, you are watching it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, so we, your shepherd will make you lie down in green pastures by leading you to hear the word, watch the word, and keep the word in your heart. How do you keep the word in your heart? Through meditation. Your true shepherd will ask you, have you meditated on the scriptures today? What did you meditate on? Share with me what you are learning. You see, and every child of God must be reading the Bible every day and learning something every day. If you start writing what you are learning, you are blessed. If you start documenting what you are learning, you re- you'll be surprised at what will be happening in your life. Hallelujah. Keep them in the midst of your heart. How do you do that? By meditation. Meditation. And this is what leads you to your prosperity. So when your shepherd is leading you to do these things, know that they are leading you into prosperity. They are not leading you into something else. Okay? If you read 3 John chapter 1, verse 2, um, John, the divine, mentions to those he was writing to, he says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. So your health and your prosperity is dependent on the prosperity of your soul. Now, how does your soul prosper? Your soul prospers through reading, watching, keeping the word. That is what prospers your soul. This is, this is solical salvation. The word of God coming to change the way you think, the way you look at things. You see, meditation is so important. Psalm 1, verse 1. It's one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible. Psalm 1, verse 1. You know, Isaac knew these things. Before Isaac received a wife, when the wife came, he met his wife meditating. He was in the fields meditating when his wife showed up. It's important. If you are not meditating, prosperity is going to be far away from you. And your shepherd must make sure that you are meditating. Every shepherd must meditate and compel others to also meditate. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor seated in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night. You see, in his law, in his word, does he meditate day and night. His delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his, in his word does he meditate day and night. Then he says, he shall be. He shall be. Because he's meditating, he shall be. Meditation makes you. Jesus said, follow me and I will make you. Meditation makes you. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. We don't know how it happens. All we know is that it will make you something. It will make you be like a man, a tree planted by the rivers of water. That bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither. And whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Whatever he does shall prosper. Whatever. So meditation is a, is a means to touching every aspect of your life. You don't need to um, worry about whether you're a businessman or you're a lawyer or you're a doctor or you're a farmer or you're a preacher or whatever. Whatever you are, whether you're a student or a nurse or an actor, whatever it is, all you need to do is to meditate on the word, meditate on the scriptures. That is why one of the major things you must be taught is how to meditate. Meditate, you see, how to meditate. The more you meditate on the scriptures, the more you become 
like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that will bring forth its fruit in the season, and your leaf also will not wither. And whatsoever you do, whatsoever, emphasis on whatsoever, it doesn't matter what you're doing, whatever it says that you're doing will prosper. Whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. You can make yourself prosper. How? By meditating on the word. And your, your shepherd is there to lead you. So we lead you along these lines. Lead you in to lie down. Make you to lie down in green pastures. Hallelujah. Now go back to Psalm 23. The next thing he says is that he will lead you beside still water. Psalm 23, verse um, 2. He says, he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. Then he says, he leadeth me beside the still waters. What are the still waters? Okay, so a shepherd, number two, he will lead you beside the waters with strength. With strength, great strength. What's the waters? We are talking about engaging the spirit through fellowship, fasting, and prayers. Engaging the spirit through fellowship, fasting, and prayers. Your shepherd, a true shepherd, will make you, lead you into engaging the spirit through fellowshipping, fasting, and prayers. A true shepherd will lead you to fast. A true shepherd, I always say it, if a shepherd is not leading his sheep into fasting, praying, studying the word, then he's not leading them at all. Yes. If you are leading, the word of God must be flowing from you to them. If you are leading, some fastings must be flowing. Some prayers must be flowing. That is, how, that is what you do. And we have to lead you. You have to be led. You see, if you are not told to pray, you may not pray. If you are not told to fast, you'll be surprised that you go for a whole year or two or three without fasting. Yes. I was talking to a pastor who has who cut himself from the ministry, you know, and was not focusing and all of that. For about two years, he has not fasted. He has not prayed. He has not read his Bible. He's a pastor. He has not read his Bible in about two years. He has not fasted. He has not prayed. He has, because he cut himself, you know, and he's had so many problems, multiple, more, unbelievable problems. It's amazing. So it's important that you are compelled to engage the spirit through speaking in tongues. So there are sessions that must be organized. Your shepherd will say, come and let's pray in tongues for some time. We are praying for six hours. Or we are praying for two hours. Yes, sometimes as a sheep, you may not have prayed for one hour before. Your shepherd must lead you to pray for an hour. It's either he leads you to a meeting where that is happening or leads you to, to pray in a small group like that. You see, yes. That is leading you besides the waters. The waters is the waters of the Spirit. And you must learn to engage the Holy Spirit through fellowshipping. So you must be led to know how to fellowship with the Lord. You see? And you must, shepherds must lead people to know how to fellowship with the Lord. To know how to sit down and talk to the Holy Spirit. To relate with the Holy Spirit. To partner with the Holy Spirit. To share their lives with the Holy Spirit. You know, when you, when you marry, you, you communicate. One of the major things you do in marriage is that you communicate. You see? Because a wife is a helper. A wife is a helpmeet for a husband. The Bible says that God was looking for a helper for Adam. And he could not find any. He brought, Adam could not find any in all the animals. The Lord formed the animals from the dust of the ground and brought them to Adam to see what to call them. And Adam never called any of them his helper. But when God made Adam lie down and go into a deep sleep, and the Lord took one of his ribs and created the woman and brought the woman to, the, to Adam, the Bible says that, when Adam saw the woman, he said, Now, this is now bone of my bones. This is Genesis chapter 2. This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. The man voiced out and said, This is now bone of my bones. 
This one is like me, flesh of my flesh. You see, all the animals were made in a, in a, in a quest to find a help meet for Adam. Yes, if you go up, you see it. Genesis chapter 2, I think verse 18. And God said, it is not good that the man should be alone. I'll make him and help meet for him. I'll make him and help meet for him. Look at the next verse. So God is going to try to find a help meet for the, for the man. And out, of the ground of the, the, and out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And what's why Adam called every living creature? That was the name thereof. Look at verse 20. And Adam gave names to all cattle and to the fowl of the air and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found an help meet for him. So God was trying to find a help meet for the man in all these animals. And he couldn't find, you see. And then the woman was brought. When the woman was brought, the man said, this is it. And that's how the wife became a help meet for the man. Now, the way for a marriage to be sustained is through communication. Are you in the church? That's, that's how it is. You must learn to communicate and share. You know, when we talk about communication, we're talking about sharing. You must learn to share your life with your wife. And your wife must learn to share her life with you. I'm saying all this to let you know that the other help that we have, apart from our wives, okay, the other help you have is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the helper. He's the mighty helper. And that, was how, that is how Jesus called him. He says, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. I'll send you another comforter. And the word comforter is another helper. That's in John chapter 14, verse 16. It says, I'll pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter. The word comforter is helper. One who is called to help you. And the way for the Holy Spirit to help you is by communicating with him. By learning to share your life with him. Dear Holy Spirit, I'm going to the market. Please, let's go. Let's go together. Then you are going with him. You share your life with him. You communicate. The way to keep fellowship with the Holy Spirit is to keep communicating with him. And you must be led strongly into communicating with the Spirit. One of the major ways you communicate with the Spirit is when you speak in tongues. Because speaking in tongues is your spirit by the Holy Spirit praying. 1 Corinthians chapter 14 verse 14, Amplified. Look at the 1 Corinthians 14, 14, Amplified. For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit by the Holy Spirit within me prays. My spirit, by the Holy Spirit within me, prays. The word prays communicates. Do you see? So when I start speaking in tongues, my spirit, by the Holy Spirit within me, communicates. That's what he's saying. One of the major ways to fellowship with the Lord is by speaking in tongues. And you must be led. You need, you need that guidance. He calls us still waters. We must drink of the waters of the Spirit. Without drinking of the waters of the, of the Spirit, you will not be filled. And if you are not filled, your life will become very difficult. Peter was a scared man before he received the Holy Spirit. When he was filled with the Holy Spirit, he became a very confident, bold man. The same people who crucified Jesus, whom he was afraid of earlier, some few days ago, he stood before them and spoke with confidence. Why? Because he was now subject to the infilling of the Holy Spirit and the control of the Holy Spirit. If you read in Acts chapter 4, the Bible says that Peter was filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke to them and said, If we this day be examined, by what means we have done this miracle? Let it be known unto you. That's in Acts chapter 4. Verse 8, it says, Then Peter filled with the Holy Ghost and said unto them, Ye will let the people and elders of Israel, if would this day be examined of the good deed done to the impotent man, by what means he is he's made, he's made whole, be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him does this man stand here before you whole. Peter was confident. He was standing before the same Caiaphas, Anas, the rulers of the synagogue, 
and the chief priests who had crucified Jesus just some few days earlier. The same people he was so afraid of that he denied Jesus vehemently. Do you see? Same group. That's chapter, uh, still in chapter 4, verse 5. And it came to pass on the morrow that their rulers and elders and scribes and announced the high priest and Caiaphas and John and Alexander, as many as were kind of the high priest, were gathered together at Jerusalem. Same group. These are the same people who sat in judgment against Jesus and crucified him. Peter was not afraid of them any longer. Earlier he was afraid of them and was denying Jesus. But now he was identifying with Jesus with strength. Why? Because of the infilling of the Holy Spirit. How does the infilling of the Holy Spirit come? By communicating, by sharing your life with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The way to receive the sweetness of the Spirit, the joy of the Spirit, the sweet influences of the Spirit is by being filled with the Spirit. So a shepherd, a true shepherd must lead you, must lead along these lines, lead you beside the waters with strength by engaging you, okay, engaging the Spirit through fellowship, fasting, and prayers. The third thing is that he will lead you in the paths of righteousness. Okay, and on Sunday I mentioned this, I explained this very well for you. Psalm 23, verse 3. Psalm 23, verse 3. But I want to explain it in a different way to you this evening. It says, He restored my soul. He leaded me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. How does he lead you? How does a shepherd, how should a shepherd lead in the path of righteousness? By taking your time and energy. A shepherd leads in the path of righteousness by taking your time and energy by engaging you in several spiritual meetings in order to display God's uh, God in every sphere of your life. <laughs> Hallelujah. Did you realize that? Yes. Your shepherd will lead you in the path of righteousness by taking you, taking your time. Taking your time. You see, the, one of the major problems sheep have is that they have too much time. Sometimes a lot of sheep have too much time. Do you see? Yes. And because you have so much time, a lot of foolishness comes to your, to your mind. The devil finds work for the idle hands. When there's nothing being done, the devil comes starts tempting you with a lot of interesting things. So a shepherd will, will take your time. Yes. Sometimes we'll go for it. We'll say, wait for me. I'll have a meeting with you. One hour, you're still there. The meeting has not come. That one hour is saving you. If you had gone somewhere else, you, something would have happened. Yes. You'd have met a certain guy who would have started a whole new life with you. <laughs> yes. He will take your time and energy by engaging you in several spiritual meetings. Several spiritual meetings. Yes. Some small meetings, group meetings. Yes, many meetings. You don't have time. By the time you get home, you are so tired, all you want to do is to sleep. You just go straight to bed. After taking a shower, of course. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> yes. Lead you strongly. It's because the way to work in righteousness, your, your time and your energy needs to be consumed by God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, it's so important. Look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 11. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 11. As you know how we exhorted and comforted and charged every one of you, as a father does his children. This is so important. A shepherd will charge you. Okay? A charge is a, is a, is a military word to give you charges. 
exhort. He says, you know how we exhorted uh, and comforted and charged every one of you as a father does his children. A shepherd becomes a father to you so he can exhort you about so many things. He gives you exhortations, helping you, motivating you, counseling you, inspiring you, and comforting you when there's a problem. Apart from that, he charges you, gives you instructions. Read this book before you come. Hey, make sure you bring these people to church. Charging you. Why? Because of the sake of your growth and your development. As a father would do, his children. Look at the next verse. At the same time, he acts as a mother. He says that you would walk worthy of God who has called you into his, onto his kingdom and glory. The reason, why, the reason for charging you and all of that is so that you can walk worthy of God who has called you unto his kingdom and glory. Some people are not walking worthy unto the, unto the Lord. It's so important that you are exhorted, comforted, and charged. Hallelujah. Yes, so there are things your shepherd will do to guide you. Many things, many beautiful things. And I've said so, so many of these things to you. Three major ones. Think, um, he will make you lie down in green pastures. He will lead you besides the waters. He will lead you in the paths of righteousness. Isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Now, there are things your shepherd will guide and counsel you in. There are many aspects of your life. There are many spheres of your life. You have one life, but there are many spheres of it. Okay? And you need guidance and counsel in order to be led are right. And there are many areas that um, your shepherd would, would get into. Number one is your marriage and relationships. Don't say that. Why is it that you are probing? Why do you, what do you want to know? There are a lot of, sheep, <laughs> there are a lot of people, there are a lot of sheep who are dating people we don't know. Their shepherds do not know that they are even dating. I was talking to a certain gentleman that is one of my sheep. And he has been dating somebody for Almost a year, and I didn't know about it. Yes. And he's fooling, he's doing a lot of riches. He's not come to tell me that he's going out with this person. I said, I, it's up to you. Because marriage is sensitive. Marriage is what? Sensitive. Very sensitive. It's a sensitive aspect of your life. Relationships are sensitive. Yes, your shepherd will tell you, don't start this relationship. It's not going to lead you anywhere. You are just 19. You want to marry at 28. That's nine years from now. Nine years or ten years from now. What are you talking about? Starting a relationship that was going to last for nine years or ten years. Listen, you can't see firewood. Or you can't see ripe mango sitting down and you are not doing anything to it. No, you would want to eat it. Oh yes, that's what will happen. <laughs> you would want to eat it. So it's better you don't see any ripe mango at all. Until you are ready. When you are ready to marry. Okay. Two years before you get married. When you turn 24, 25. You can start, you can start a relationship that can lead into marriage in, in two years or three years' time. Yes. You've not done a lot of things. You, you, don't, you say you, want, you need to be loved. You need to be loved how? The love of the Holy Ghost is there. Is the love of the Lord not there? The Lord can love you and help you. Yes. A lot of people start strange relationships that lead them into many things. You see, before long, you who are, you are not thinking about your menses. Missing your menses. Now you are thinking about it. You are wondering whether you have missed, you have missed your menses or not. Your peace is being taken away from you. You are wondering whether you have HIV or not. You are wondering, you just started seeing some pimples around your genitals and you are wondering what it is. You see, because you don't, you didn't allow yourself to be counseled. You must be counseled with respect to your relationships and hence with respect to your marriage. Who you are marrying, what's going on. We must know practically. Don't say, why are you probing? Why shouldn't we probe? Why shouldn't we probe? It's important. Because that can take you away from the Lord completely. Ask Esau. 
Esau lost his birthright and lost a lot of things because of the kind of woman he married. So it's, it's, a, it's a sensitive aspect of your life, and you need guidance and counseling along that line. And your shepherd will be ready to offer them to you. What you need to do is to relax and receive counsel. Okay, receive counsel. Don't. I, I was talking to one of our ladies um, two days ago. She has a wonderful gentleman now that um, she's heard and listened to counsel and have allowed, she's allowed herself to be led. She's going to get married to a very wonderful gentleman. Now, four years ago or five years ago, when we met her and we started counseling her and guiding her and leading her, one of the main instructions that came was that this boy is not helping you because she was going out to a certain guy. They were actually living in the same room on campus. They had the same room. They were living like a married couple. Yes, they were living like a married couple. This is about five years ago or six years ago or probably even more. You know, and it was a very, she was enjoying it. She was enjoying herself. But the shepherd, we, I told her, listen, this thing is not going to help you. It's going to destroy you. You're going to destroy your life. It was not a small thing at all. I remember she didn't talk to me for some time. But after some time, she decided that, let me just do what this man is saying. And then she started listening. Recently, we were talking, I asked her, can you compare this gentleman that God has given you that you're coming to marry to, to that, that other gentleman? She, she said, Pastor, I was a big fool. Oh. That's what she said. I was a very big fool. Can you imagine what I was? I don't even know what I was. What was wrong with me? Sometimes you, you see, you, you, there's something wrong with you, but you can't see. You need to start listening to the guidance and listening. Start allowing yourself to be led in order to see. Your eyes are too blind. You are blinded. There was a lady coming to church some time ago. She has this boyfriend who is sleeping with her, her left, right, center. And then her shepherd said, leave the boy. She got angry. She's not coming to church anymore. <laughs> because you have spoken about my love life. What life should we speak about again? What other life? What God says he doesn't want is what you're engaging in. If you talk about it, then you get angry. What are you talking about? We must lead you practically to obeying God. Yes, lead you practically to obeying God and lead you into what God wants you to be led in. So you receive guidance and counseling in that particular aspect of your life. Apart from that, you also receive guidance and counseling with respect to your finances. Yes, what to do with your money. Do you see? Or how to, how, to, how to raise more money, how to get more money. Because money is an important, these are important aspects of our lives. Money, finances, it's very, very important. Someone received a, a huge amount of money some years ago, and I was expecting his tithe to come. You know, he's been praying. We've been praying with him. And finally, the door opened, and a huge contract came. And we were all expecting for a fight, for his tithe to come. He didn't give his tithe. <laughs> he didn't give his tithe at all. And he started hiding the projects he was doing. He bought some lands in some places, did some things, and all of that. Not even, he doesn't even have one of the lands now, as I'm talking to you. He bought about four sets of lands in four different places. He doesn't even have one of it now. He's lost practically everything. Yeah, because you are, fully, you, are, you are not doing what God wants. When, we, when I was trying to guide him, in, he was not minding me. He was not minding me. Today he's so tight financially. And because of that, he's making some foolish decisions now. You see, guidance, counsel. What is the guidance? Give your fight. 
Sow a seed so that more can come. Yeah, sowing, seed sowing is not for nothing. It's so that you can secure your future for more to come. When you sow a seed today, you may not see the harvest today. But what it means is that you will get a harvest in the future for your food, for your benefit. That's what it means. And you see, the harvest comes with more seeds. The fruit always comes with more seeds. If you planted a mango seed today, two or three years or four years from now, it's going to grow. You get fruits to eat and you get seeds to plant more, to be able to do more. So it's a means of having multiplication in the future. Do you see? So you need real guidance along those lines. Sometimes you, are, you, you need guidance with respect to what you are doing. Sometimes your, your vision is too small and your shepherd will come in to elevate your vision. The business you're doing, I, there was this lady I was, I was helping with her business, you know. She was sewing for people outside this country and she was charging them in cities. She was charging them in cities. I mean, someone from Zimbabwe has, has sent you a message to sew for me, for you. And then you charge her uh, 800 Ghana cities. How much is that in dollars? They don't spend, eight, they don't spend Ghana cities. They ask, how much is that in dollars? And then you say, oh, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's about $100. They're like, oh. $100, okay, and they'll pay for it. They're expecting more because that it's too nice for you to be. So I had a serious counseling session with her to lead and guide her along that line. You see, I told her, listen, this thing that you are sewing, someone else is sewing it for $3,000. Some are charging $5,000. Why are you charging, charging $100? They may even think that your goods are not correct. They may think that what you are doing is not proper. You see, because it's too cheap. You must have a price for Ghana. You must have a price for Ghanaians. You can charge 800 cities, 1,002 is fine. But when it comes to some of these wonderful um, people out there who are living in some of these places who are asking for your good, charge them in dollars. If you are charging 1,200 cities for a Ghanaian, charge $1,200 for a foreigner. That is, how, that, is, that is how the thing is supposed to be done. Hey, it's, this is free counseling. Free counseling. I didn't charge anything for it because I'm a shepherd and I need to give her guidance along those lines. So I gave her a lot of guidance and now she, she started picking up. Yeah, she started picking up. More people are requesting. The, the, the one who requested the first time, because it was $100, she, she wasn't sure that this thing is good because she was expecting thousands of dollars and you didn't quote thousands of dollars. Said, How can it be $100? No. Because even in her hometown, they don't pay $100 for such a thing. How much more you in Ghana you have sold you are going to send it via air, via some other means for you to get it. What are you talking about? Wow. But sometimes your vision is not your vision is not as big as it's supposed to. Sometimes your vision is too huge. They say dream big, so you are dreaming foolishly. Is it you need to be guided and helped along the lines of your work, your business, your finances, what you're doing. So it's important you expose yourself, you open yourself up. For some of these things. Don't say, ah, the pastor, the pastor is not a businessman. He's like, he doesn't have anything. No, he has the wisdom of God. You see, he has the wisdom of God. Joseph was not a, was not a, a farmer. Joseph was not into keeping wheat and managing wheat. But God gave him wisdom with respect to how to keep the whole world preserved during the time of the famine that was going to come. And that's the wisdom God gives to the shepherd or the leader that God has given to you, the shepherd. He gives, he anoints the shepherd for your sake, for you not to want. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Not want what? I shall not want in my finances. They'll help you see what to do, what you can do with your finances. 
and what you can do with your business. So open up. If you don't mention it, it will never be spoken about. If you're expecting us to know by osmosis or by filtration or by uh, uh, diffusion, it's not going to work. You need to speak. If you don't speak up, it's not going to work. Hallelujah. They also lead you with respect to your ministry. Yes, a shepherd will lead you, a true shepherd will lead you and guide you with respect to your ministry. He will let you know that you have a ministry to fulfill and make a way for you to fulfill your ministry. I'll talk about, I may talk about the ruling ministry of a, of a shepherd and talk about the way-making ministry of a shepherd. You know, one of the major things that a shepherd does for you is to help you with respect to your ministry, fulfilling the calling of God for your life. All are called. All of us are called. All of us are called. And your shepherd will help you find out what exactly you are called for and what you are supposed to be doing in the kingdom of God at each particular point in time. Open up. If you don't open up, there are sometimes someone is uh, in, the, in the ministry, someone is around and is started, has been exposed to ministry and has started doing some things for the Lord. But because the person is not opening up concerning what is happening practically on the field, you can't get guidance. It's like you've been sent and you are going. No. If we sent you to go and assassinate uh, the president of a country, God forbid, we are, we are a military organization. We sent you to go and assassinate some, someone, you see. And per the plans that we had before you went, there were going to be seven guards in the compound. When you got there, you realized that there were 75 guards in the compound. Why wouldn't you call and say, brother, we estimated for seven. Now there are seven, 75. Can we still go? But you, you don't say anything. You are, you are st- the instructions come, go. So we are still going. You are the one who will die. You are more than Chuck Norris. You are the one who will lose your life. Because you are not, just because you are not communicating. Your communication is so important. You need to communicate, speak up. Let, you know, without speaking up, we will never know. I was talking to one of our um, ladies in church on, uh, on Sunday. Was it yesterday or so? You know, and I was talking to her. Because she, she was falling back. And I told her, you are not communicating. You don't expect us to know by, by osmosis. Look at, look at 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 10. You must open up. If you don't talk, okay, it's not going to work. Yes. Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing and that there be no divisions among you, but that ye be perfectly joined together in, an, in the same mind and the same judgment. Next verse. For it has been declared unto me of you, my brethren, by them which are of the house of Chloe, that there be contentions among you. Now, how did Paul find out that there were contentions among the people? Because those of the house of Chloe came to say it. If you don't say anything, we will not know. If you don't tell us about what is going on in your life, we will not know. How do you forget it? Yes, Paul depended on a physical agent to give physical information, and he gave scriptures what he said to the Corinthian church about what the house of Chloe had declared unto him concerning divisions and all of that became scripture. The next verse, you see it. So he starts talking. Now this I say that every one of you said, I am of Paul and I am of, Paul, of Apollos and of Cephas and of Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? He starts addressing it. But it was made known to him by a physical person, human being. The Holy Spirit did not reveal it to him. Says those of the house of Chloe have declared it unto me. So if you are not talking, you have a shepherd and you are not talking, you are not opening up. What's the essence of having that shepherd if you are not talking about what is going on in your life? Updating. This is what is happening. This is what's going on. This boy has come. I'm not, I'm not, my finances are not going well. 
I've sold seeds. I'm not seeing anything. You need encouragement. You need to be exhorted. You need to be comforted. You need to be guided. You need to be charged about various things. Do you see? Your, your shepherd will guide you with respect to how to keep your children and how to raise your children, how to help your children become what God wants them to be. So many, 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 many um, guidance on every side. Remember that there are hirelings, that is fake shepherds, and wolves, that is the devil and his demons, waiting to destroy the sheep if they are not led and guided. If sheep is not led and guided, it's not, we are not saying you should open up and all of that for, for us to have more information about you. No, it is because there are other, if, whether you like it or not, someone will be guiding you and leading you at one point in time or the other. Someone will be saying something to you. There are highlings. It's scripture. John chapter, chapter 5, chapter 10, verse 5. Look at John chapter 5. John chapter 10, verse 5. He says, And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. They are strangers. They are fake shepherds. Okay? They, they are called highlings. They flee when there's a problem. A true shepherd will stay with you when there's a problem. Look at chapter, uh, chapter 10, same book, uh, verse 10 now. John 10, verse 10. It says, The thief cometh not but to steal, for to kill, for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. You see, the thief is the devil and his demons. They have come to steal, to kill, and to destroy. If you are not careful, they will steal you and destroy you and kill you and destroy you. Then Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. All the shepherds that God gives to you give their life for you. Next verse, verse, verse 12. Then it says, But he that is an hireling and not a shepherd, whose own the sheep are not, seeth the wolf coming and leaveth the sheep and fleeth. And the wolf catcheth them and scattereth the sheep. Who is the wolf? The devil. The demons. All those things. The devil's aim in your life is to make you mad. To get you to lose your mind because of a heartbreak. Sisters, go to the psych ward. You'll be surprised at how many ladies are there, not because of weed smoking or anything, but because of heartbreaks. So many. I'll be there. You hear him say, Kofi, hmm, Kofi, hmm, Kofi, hmm, Kofi, hmm. Kofi has made her mad. If she knew that Kofi was going to make her mad, she wouldn't have involved herself with Kofi at the, at, the, at the beginning. She didn't know. But a shepherd will see and tell you that this, no, hold on. Let's relax. Let's do it step by step. Do you see? Sometimes a financial transaction that you're not supposed to get yourself involved in can just mess you up completely, destroy everything that you have. You must open up. There are hirelings, fake shepherds. It's all over in the Bible, Acts chapter 20. We just read verse 28, okay? If you remember, Acts 20, 20. Let's read it once again. Take it therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over there which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers to feed the church of God which he has purchased with his own blood. Verse 29. For I know this, that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock. They are grievous wolves. Mm? They are hungry. Next verse, verse 30. Also of your own self shall men arise, speaking perverse things, to draw away disciples after them. Wow. Next verse, verse 31. Therefore watch and remember that by the space of three years I seized not to warn everyone one night and day with tears. This was a shepherd warning them of wolves and of strange people. Strange people. Highlings. Highlings. It's so important. You must open up. If you don't open up, it's not going to work. My final scripture for today is Hebrews chapter 13, verse 17. All you need to do as a sheep is to submit. Okay? Submit yourself. 
to be guided, to be led and guided. Let's really amplify it. If you don't do that, it's not going to work. Amplify it. Obey your spiritual leaders and submit to them, continually recognizing their authority over you. For the watch, they are constantly keeping watch over your souls and guarding your spiritual welfare as men who have to render an account of their trust. And it says, do your part to let them do this with gladness and not with sighing and groaning, for that would not be profitable to you either. Do your part to let them do this with gladness. What is your part? Listen to instructions. Listen when you are being led. Do you see? Pray about what, what they are saying to you. Like, become spiritual. Allow yourself to be led. When, you see, it's not a joke to have guidance. Guidance is precious. When you are being guided, receive it with joy. But don't be fighting over unnecessary things. They say I should do this. Why, why is it every time they, when I come, they say I should do whatever. Listen, they may be saving you from something. They say, join the ushers. No, no, no. I'm, I, I, mean, I, I mean, even in my house, I don't clean it. Why should I come and clean a church? That is why you need to clean a church, so I can learn how to clean your house and have a good marriage in the future because your husband may beat you because you don't clean the house. It's a long journey with one instruction that is given to you to, take, to, to help you. It was important that you obey. He says, obey your spiritual leaders and submit to them. Continually recognizing the authority over you. They, must have, they have authority over you and you must continually recognize that. Sometimes when people lose that, that recognition, they're like, hey, I'm my, I'm my own man, I'm my own self. And then it starts running into problems. Do you see? Yes. For they are constantly keeping watch over your souls and guarding your spiritual welfare as men who have to render an account of their trust. You are a trust to, from God to us, and we are going to render accounts to God concerning you. You are our crown and our joy. Humble yourself and let allow yourself to be led. And if you are, if you are a shepherd, you are not to lead the people for your own benefit. You see, there are shepherds who take advantage of sheep. This, the reason why a lot of people don't mind shepherds now is because of, the, of past experiences. A shepherd has led some people to do all kinds of things taking all their money or done something. So there are shepherds who will let you come and watch for them in their house. That is not part of, I'm not your husband. Or she's not your wife. Okay? You must be careful. All shepherds must be careful not to use their sheep for their personal aggrandizement and their personal welfare. If the sheep wants to do something for you, they must do something for you. Don't compel anybody to come, come to my house and come and cook for me. How are we cooking? Cook with your own money. Yes, make the food ready. Bring me venison so that I can pray for you. Who has told you that you need venison to be prayed for? Mr. Shepherd, come for consultation. No, it's, it's, it's madness. God doesn't like that. First Peter chapter 5, verse 1, 2, and 3. That is the reason why a lot of people don't want to mind shepherds any longer. Because some people have, some people allowed certain people into their lives, and that was it. That was the end of their lives. They've destroyed their lives, they've destroyed their families. No. Whatever we say must be compared to the scriptures. If what is being said to you is not scriptural, if your shepherd is saying, Come to my room and come and move your dress and bath in my bathroom and come and lie on my bed, how is that scriptural? And that when you lie on my bed, the Holy Ghost will take over your soul. No. The Bible said we should lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. We shall. The Holy Ghost comes to people by laying on of hands, not by them bathing your bathroom. Are you in the church or you have gone home? 
Yes. So sheep must not be also gullible and foolish. Yes following anything. No. Everything that is said must be in the scriptures. Acts chapter 17 verse 11. Look at Acts 17, 11. And I'll come back to first Peter 5. It says, these were more noble than those in Thessalonica. The Bereans were more noble than those in Thessalonica in that they received the word with all readiness of mind and they said the scriptures daily whether those things were so. What are the things that Paul said were so? So if we are saying something, you must search the scriptures to see if what we are saying is scriptural and if it's consistent with the Holy Spirit. Remember, it is the Holy Spirit who leads. As many as are led by the Holy Spirit, they are the sons of God. So the real leadership is the leadership of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one who has also put these shepherds there to help you to hear his voice well. That's all. We are here to help you hear the voice of the Lord well. Not to hear something against the voice of the Lord. No, not at all. Please, you understand? Okay, so go back to First Peter chapter 5. It says, The elders which are among you are exhort, who am also an elder, verse 1, and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, and also a particular of the glory that shall be revealed. Then he tells the shepherds, Feed the flock of God which is among you, taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint, but willingly. Then it says, Not for filthy lucre, not for money, but of a ready mind. Do you see? Not for filthy lucre, but of a ready mind. Not for filthy lucre, but of a, not because of money, financial gains that you get from the people. No. Look at the next verse. Neither as being lords over God's heritage, but being examples to the flock. Don't become a lord. Let's read Amplified. A lord over God's heritage because you are a shepherd. You see, the Amplified says not domineering. A shepherd who is domineering must not be followed. As arrogant, dictatorial, and overbearing persons, you are a dictator. When you talk, it's finished. When they don't do it, okay, you are off. I'm cutting you off. That is not shepherding. A shepherd must gently, always remember that. He says he shall gently lead those who are with the young. You gently lead. He says, not domineering as arrogant, dictatorial, and overbearing persons over those in your charge, but being examples, patterns, and models of Christian living to the flock that is the congregation. I remember a certain shepherd who would, you know, his sheep had a car. And the sheep was a lady. And he was a guy. And he was using the lady and her car. You know, he wouldn't drive. He didn't know how to drive. But if he wants to do something, he just call the lady. Come. I want us to go to this place to do some work. So, take me. Like, there's no place for the lady to even say, oh, I have something else to do. But, no, come. Take me here. There was once where the lady waited for this guy for three hours in the car because the guy was having a meeting somewhere. And the lady was supposed to be somewhere else. She was even afraid to talk. That is not shepherding. You're a wicked person. You're a dictatorial person. If you want the ship to carry you, the ship has a car, you want her to carry some, ask. Not command. Ask. Oh, please, can you come and help me with this? If you don't have time, it's fine. I can, I can find another way to do it. If you don't have. That's how we do it. You don't use people. Do you understand? Someone took someone's car, went to bash it and brought it back for the sheep to repair because he's the shepherd. He can do anything he wants to do. God will punish you, I tell you. Your punishment is awaiting you. Don't take advantage of God's heritage. They are God's heritage. They are for the Lord. Mm? They are for the Lord. And you must make sure you don't destroy the sheep's life. If you touch one, God will touch you. God doesn't like that. Hallelujah. Yeah, so allow us all to be led and God will bless you. 
as you are led and guided gently into green pastures, into still waters, and into paths of righteousness. God bless you. Have a good evening. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app, plug in, and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless.